Go back to Park City and fuck yourself raw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you never listened to a movie podcast before, we're back a little bit later, but nah, fuck it, we're doing it. We're doing a show no matter what, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. We're doing it and doing it and doing it well. All and up doing it. it and doing it and doing it well. Well, you're off the show. Doing it, doing it, doing it well. <laughs> That's it, I'm quitting. He's quitting, we're quitting. The Raised podcast is Queens over. Is All right, we'll just... <laughs> Jeez Louise. We are doing it. No, we're going to, whether you like it or not. Uh, Yeah, we're man. do it well, whether you like it or not, especially if you like it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of stuff we'll be talking about today, but the two main reviews we got going, we're going to do with the new one from Key and Peele, uh, Keanu, and we're also going to be talking about Green Room. And uh, whether or not these are movies plus that you Plus three should... other movies. Plus, plus three other things. We got lots of stuff. <laughs> I've been watching a little bit of TV. I'm going to talk about that. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a show. Yes. So, well, let's get into it. Oh, nice tight hour, because Maddie has to run out and see Civil War. Well, aren't you a special little boy? I'm going to see it tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, that's that's excellent. Everybody I know is apparently doing Cinco de Mayo. Like, that's fucking important. We're in the goddamn U.S., and I eat tacos all the fucking time. I don't need a goddamn holiday to get to say, I don't need a tacos. weird Wednesday, Thursday holiday to tell me to eat a taco. No, no, I will or, say this. Or to drink a margarita. That's true. I will say this though. Like at work, they like like all the like because they have like a whole cafeteria and shit uh, that we can kind of go to and whatnot and get cheap food. That's usually pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just like so many different like you know uh, Mexican style dishes and stuff going out. They had an empanada there. Fucking shit, that was good, son. I was just oh, like, yeah. I was like, my day is sucking ass right now, but this son of a bitch is making up for all of it. Though I will say the Mexican food, I didn't even think about Cinco de Mayo, I'll be frank with you. But last night I ordered Mexican food, like, because it was like, you know how on Grubhub they'll just like, hey, these are like, the somebody will go out to this place and pick up your yes. food and bring it to you, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like the restaurant sending it to you. Right. Uh, but I ordered some Mexican food last night, and it was just like, it was pretty bad. But it's just like, well, you know, so that doesn't travel so well. <laughs> yeah, you you have to, I don't know, man. I've had really good Mexican delivery. Hmm. Maybe uh, I, not, Maybe it was just, maybe it had been sitting there long. The little guy that came up, and I swear to you, I did not picture the face. It, like, he sounded so Asian, but was so just like from, like, he was just a very diminutive black man from some country I could not tell you. Oh. But it was really weird just because he, he kept calling me on the phone because he couldn't find out where I was. And he, like, he spoke some English better than I would speak whatever he speaks. But nevertheless, it was better just, than some people I know who speak English. That's probably, probably very true as well. <laughs> I mean, but I'm I just am like, I'm trying from to. rural South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to get to figure out where he's talking about. And I'm just like, I can't wait to see what this guy looks like. And I'm just like, wow, didn't picture this at all. Nothing <laughs> matches. And he was wearing, like, a purple, like, like, a purple, like, a dress down shirt, uh, uh, like a um, so Prince delivered a vest you. over. <laughs> he kind of was. He was a little Prince more. He was about ten shades darker than Prince, but it was pretty close. Very diminutive black man wearing fanciful that's, clothes delivering me Mexican that's food because Prince didn't really die. Who sounded that's Asian? Shit. I, I was can't just wait for the like uh, Tupac Prince thing to like. Well, kick he's in. got well, like Prince ain't really dead, right? <laughs> I mean, Prince has a vault full of music in quotes, a vault full of music so that he can release an album every year. 
and still right. gets money. Look, he wasn't a braggadocio uh, person, you know, in his life. So he's going to be even less braggadocio in his death. Oh he's yeah, he's just going to release like, that shit, and then somehow the quote unquote the family gets you know a large share of it. And I read the Panama Papers, motherfucker. And all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> some kid in the Detroit can read a book finally. I don't know. All of a sudden, there's a guy delivering Mexican food in Charlotte, North Carolina. Dressing up like who all knows <laughs> that, what, going, what is this weird thing? Maybe he just got a super dark-ass tan. Uh, well, you know, there is that Punisher storyline where he helps. Ooh, he got some of that Punisher stuff to where it turned, him, Punisher pigment. it turned him super black, and then they were just like, he's like, I'm going to throw on a voice. <laughs> he's like, he'll never, but I swear to God, this shirt was purple. I kid you not. That is well, yeah. That's not even a joke. Well, uh, uh, what have you been watching? We always start out with me, so let's yeah. roll with you, brother. Yeah, so um, I like it's finally out on like full uh, VOD, uh, uh, video on demand on on the cables there, and yes. I'd heard tons of people talking about the people versus OJ Simpson. And so good. I am about th- maybe about three or four episodes in at this point, uh-huh. and I I'm liking this thing a lot. I was just like, because yeah. I because it looks silly, it looks mm-hmm. bad, but I mean, there's a lot of good actors in it, and so you're just like, well, okay, let's let's see how this kind of rolls and stuff. And it is it's like it is bizarrely bad and amazingly good at the same time. Oh yeah, I think uh, when we were talking about this via text message, I think my words to you were something along the lines of. Uh, it's trash TV dressed up in quality TV clothes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's playing around with the language of, like, in quotes, quality TV, right? Like, all the AMC shows, all the yeah, HBO, right? Like, those big You're like your shows. gritty FX it programs. It's so fucking trashy and campy and weird. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, have, you, just... have you gone to uh, YouTube and watched the supercut of David Schwimmer saying juice? No, but I would, I mean, like in the first yeah. four episodes, I'd imagine that's a 10 minute video. Oh dude, it is fucking Joe's, good Joe's, Joe's, Joe's. Any, Anyway, so, It's just so like Schwimmer just so would funny. not, res- it's like Schwimmer just wouldn't say the word OJ. No. He's just like, fuck that noise. I'm calling him juice. I hear it. Yeah. Like he heard that once and he's just like, that's my character trait from here out. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I'm going to call him Juice. Uh, no, I'm liking it a lot. Uh, the characters are different, but it's it's weird because they're almost like cartoon characters, but at the same time, they're like well-defined, really good cartoon characters. Yeah, well, uh, I will say that, um, uh, what's her name? Marsha Clark. Yeah. Right? Uh, has weighed in, and she's like, yeah, this is pretty much accurate. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I'm like, it's... And here's the wild thing, man, because, like, I mean, I, I grew up, I mean, I watched the Bronco Chase live on TV yeah, and everything. Had no idea what was going on, but I watched that I just, shit. I, you just I knew some it. shit was going down. It was on every fucking channel. We had, like, six. So they were just like, well, it's here, it's here, it's here. I was like, well, we got to watch whatever the hell this is. And so, I mean, I remember seeing that happen. I remember, the, like, the trial just being a big thing. I was in middle school when they announced the thing and, the, like, announced the verdict and people went bonkers. Right. Um so and I remember all this stuff and because so I lived it and then like I've read the um the if I did it OJ's you know supposed I have not read that one let me tell his, you his confession yes. yeah is this honest to God it, it is his confession whether or not it's all it's all like hey and and that's why the if is so goddamn tiny in the title when you see it printed out it's like if I did it and the, of course the, that's the big thing that you see right. from three fourths of the way across the bookstore. <laughs> Uh, but here's the thing, and here's what I would suggest for anybody. Uh, get the Audible book. It is read by a guy who sounds just fucking like OJ. It's scary. 
Oh yeah. And uh, but it's really good. That's a that's a good book. So like as much all of this stuff that I know about it from personal history and then like knowing the book and stuff, there is there's stuff that feels and looks so familiar and so dead on accurate. Like where they found the fucking glove. Like mm-hmm. we've all like we saw that picture growing up and stuff, and it looks like they like they fucking went there because <laughs> everything looks so authentically done and just in staged well too. It's just like so much so much of it that I'm sure that we never really saw, but it feels like oh yeah, I remember when this happened when it shit that's behind closed doors, right? Mm-hmm. But it, there's there's an authenticity to it that that just works. And like I said, it's the best bad thing I'm watching. Oh, dude, it's I don't even know that it's actually I don't, bad. I don't either. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. That's it's like, the I, best like, part. I don't even like because I feel <laughs> I think it's actually really good. There's but a, they're, they're playing in the badness of it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to put the proper words to really. It's just like because I don't think it's bad. I think it's good, but right. it's tr- you're right, trashy. I guess is probably the best uh-huh. word for it. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, I can't fucking wait. I, I'm uh, digging it, so I'll finish that in the next couple today, days. The, the big news, uh, Ryan Murphy was. So this is the same guy that did American Horror Story, mm-hmm. did Scream Queens. Now he has that American uh, uh, Crime Story, OJ Simpson. So yeah, uh, OJ is the first one, and then they're doing which another will be one. another one next year. But he has a new one coming out for FX. It'll be his third series on FX. It's also Jeez. going to be an anthology. Whoa, okay. Called called Feud. And the first season is going to have Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon as Joan Crawford and Betty Davis on the set of oh my Whatever God. Happened to Baby Jane. Oh, my. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Holy just, shit. Just announced today. Holy shit. That is awesome. I can't fucking God almighty. Yes. Fuck you, man. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Son uh, of a. Yeah. Golly, the cast. Damn it. I'm I'm, I'm jealous of that man. I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> Fuck, when's that hitting? Uh, it'll be like next season. God somewhere. Almighty! <laughs> Wish but you yeah, wouldn't that, have told me that. That's exciting. Damn it! That's like the biggest <laughs> announcement today. It's fucking amazing. I love that. So yeah, man, keep an eye out on that stuff. Um, movie wise, I got to uh, I got to go out and see uh, Miles Ahead, the new uh, love story. For, well, it's not really a love story. I mean, I guess it is in a way of uh, Miles Davis uh, from from uh, Don Cheadle, who uh, wrote and uh, co-wrote and directed this movie. This has been kind of a labor of love for him for quite some time. It's been on and off again, on and off again, many, many times. And uh, until it was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And he's doing it, and it's it's really good. It's it's so bizarre. It's just like Don Cheadle does a lot of very interesting things with camera works, a lot of smash cuts, uh, just going from like as transitional devices. Mm-hmm. Going from one scene to the other, and it bounces back and forth as many biopics do in some of his earlier life. And it's done at first, it's just like, wow, he's kind of really going for a lot here with the style and what he's doing and everything. And like, you know, it's like, it doesn't seem bad, but it just seems like, like, to me, I guess it, it rung of like, hey man, this is this is the first real big thing I'm doing here. I'm gonna make my, you know, throw in the kitchen sink. Yeah. Do everything that you want to do because you may never be able to direct again. Who the fuck knows? Right. Uh, so just do everything that you can. And that's what it kind of felt like is a director just kind of going, look, man, I'm going to get all this cool shit out of the way. Um, but it develops into a really good style that works. 
uh, it could be a little bit jarring. It could be a little bit off-putting because next thing you know, blink of an eye, you're in you know a different part of his narrative, and mm-hmm. they play back and forth, and it's it's that good it's that good kind of narrative where they're both going along you know in parallel, and we're jumping back and forth between the stories. The uh, I think maybe. 15, 20 years difference in time. They don't really get into the timelines too much, so you don't see like a 20 years ago kind of thing come up or anything like that. Right. Uh, but the music is good. Everybody's performance is really good. Uh, I, I I can't recommend it enough. I mean, if you like if you like Miles Davis music at all, even if you have like kind of a passing interest and, you know, uh, or, or you just want to see some good acting, and it's and it's weird because you listen to the trailer and everything, and Cheadle's got like a very kind of he's doing the very raspy kind of it's all the way mm-hmm. down here, and and it it works actually. I mean, because at first you're just like, mm, is this gonna get annoying? But like, uh, that he, was Davis, man. Yeah, but but the thing is, is that Cheadle lives it enough to where mm-hmm. you buy it. You never, you never sit there and just go like, "Oh fuck, he's putting on this voice." Whereas Keanu Reeves tries to talk like an 18th century gentleman, we all know that's no good. <laughs> but uh, no, he's he's doing he's doing a great job here. And I at, at by the end of this, I'm just like, I want to see more of Don Cheadle do stuff. So, yeah, I I think he's it's, it's a it's a strong <laughs> strong effort. Well, I I hope to see it soon. I just didn't have it in the cards this weekend. No, it sounds like you saw more quality cinema. Tell us about that. (laughs) This this shows how it's like... I did see more quality cinema than that, but (laughs) two of the things I saw were not. All right, lay them down. (laughs) All right. So first up, uh, the newest holiday multi-star... I don't even fucking care. Uh, This movie's Mother's Day. It's from Gary Marshall. I'm sorry, Matthew. Here I am, Gary Marshall. Ask me any questions about my film. I'll give no, you the I answer. Can't, I can't remember if this is the third or fourth holiday movie he's made. That's there's, the thing. It's the 16th, but thanks for noticing. Valentine's noticing. Day, New Year's Day. Am I missing anything else? As far as I know. They did okay. do a Christmas and, and one, did he? Uh, did he do a Christmas one? Feels like he had to do that one first. Well, I don't know. Click on his name while I'm talking to you about it. Uh, let's see. Feels like that. I mean, feels like the logical progression. Doesn't Mother's it? Day, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day. Small no, fuckers. That's it. No, he's just going straight through the calendar. Uh, what's next? Arbor Day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in Arbor Day. Uh, you see, Day. there's a tree it's, in it's the forest. A bunch of uh, worker protests. A bunch of romantic worker protests for May Day. Sounds about right. Uh, anyway, uh, Mother's Day stars, uh, you know, just uh, everybody you would think would be in this movie. So there's, uh, <laughs> the Gary Marshall players. Yeah, there's, there's uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Kate Hudson, Julia Roberts, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Timothy Oliphant shows up in this thing. Mm. Um, uh, who else am I leaving out? Uh, fucking uh, Cameron Esposito has a pretty big role. Um, uh, Sarah Chalk. Uh, yeah, just a, a lot of fucking people, right? Um, I shoot digital now. Everyone's uh, in and out in Monty twenty minutes. Is in this thing. <laughs> uh, so basically, this is just uh several different uh family stories coming together all around the uh, holiday of Mother's Day. Um, it's not very good. 
Uh, I imagine it will do all right this weekend uh, as counter-programming to Civil War. There's a fuck-all opening uh, against Civil War, really. So <laughs> Good idea uh, on you, <laughs> other movie studios, for not flushing your money directly down the toilet. Right, right. so uh, I think they made a nice choice to try and get this out there at least a week <laughs> early to gauge how uh, women are going to respond yeah, to this. Yeah, you put that out right on Mother's Day, you may be fucked by that yeah, Captain America, but, just no know, matter we'll, what you do. We'll, We'll see how it how it does next week. We'll come back with a full report. Look, I didn't hate this movie. It is not my... I am fucking not its target audience in any way, right? Uh, I'm not a woman, and I'm not uh, a human being over the age of 50. Let me get all this uh, straight. You've been telling me that you ain't them things? I've been doing uh, this. I've been yes. selling this show to people all wrong. I, I was just like, look, it's me and a 60-year-old sassy black lady. Yeah, it you gets, have you have severely sold this show completely incorrectly. I need to rewrite my notes. Hold on. Um, uh, now this is a, I guess this is probably an all right movie to go and see with your family, uh, and unless you want, well, in case you don't want to see uh, superheroes beating the ever loving shit out of one another. Who are you, uh, by the way? Uh, I mean, you know, maybe you got young kids, whatever. Um. It's capably acted. Nobody turns in a bad performance, but like all of these things, it's just, it's pretty poorly written. Uh, Gary Marshall directs things like he's uh, shooting TV because that's where he comes from. Place the uh, camera there and just move. And uh, I mean, it is like actually uh, like maybe a notch down from Kevin Smith uh, directing wise, <laughs> uh-huh. right? If, if you're going to start listing uh, under under directing uh, filmmakers, uh, Gary Marshall is at the top of that fucking list. Um, it, he he kind of does his next movie's called aesthetic. Establishing Shot. Yeah, right. Uh, like we just it, leave it open. People um, walk in, people walk out. But it, you know, it's it's a fucking Gary Marshall movie. You know what? If you've liked all the other things you've seen that he's made in the past decade, uh, some of which include, hold on, I'll give you a rundown. Uh, not only uh, New Year's Eve and uh, that other day, uh, Valentine's Day, but also things like um, Georgia Rule, uh, either of the Princess Diaries movies, um, Runaway Bride. Uh, uh, so, I mean, Runaway Bride, I mean, it's the lesser than Julia Roberts movies, but uh, keep going. The Other Sister, that one's all right. Uh, Exit to Eden, that one's weird. Oh, well, dude, um, weird is true on that. I don't know if it's good, but it is weird. I mean, I, I will watch that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, like you, uh, for me, you'd have to go all the way the fuck back to like um, uh, the '80s, something like Overboard, to like get me to really enjoy a Gary Marshall. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, last so I time saw you that, thought about Overboard, tell you a pass. Uh, the other thing that you should definitely steer far fucking clear from, unless you uh, have a kid uh, who is, uh, for some reason, um, old enough to remember the Ratchet and Clank games is Ratchet and Clank. Now, I, I believe they did have a Ratchet and Clank game come out recently, uh, but it's a, it's a very but old it series. it sold 10 it was, copies because it had been a decade prior before there had been another Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah, and uh, basically what we have is, um, well, it's, it's like a completely unnecessary feature-length film. Well. Um, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's your old story of... Uh, I mean, it's the fucking plot of the video games. Uh, Ratchet uh, wants to be a member of the fucking Galaxy Police or whatever the fuck. And uh, 
he gets rejected and then gets picked up because he has this uh, buddy, he buddy robot he uh, falls in with Clank, and uh, then he becomes like a superhero. That that's the fucking whole thing, and the movie goes on and on, and it has very obvious humor, uh, which uh, you know kids will definitely glom right the fuck onto. But what what I think it really fails at is like this is an adventure movie set in space. And it is pretty boring to look at. <laughs> um, Black background. That, that's all I have to say about it. Uh, fucking don't watch Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I would say take your kid um, and uh, watch literally anything else. Uh, wa- watch fucking Guardians of the Galaxy again. Yeah. Don't watch Ratchet and Clank. Let me ask you this. Uh huh. Since the time it's come out, uh-huh. um, language has evolved. How mm-hmm. many times was was ratchet used in the like the the new term sense? Anybody like call ratchet None. ratchet? None. It's a it's a very like you a bear. Uh, straightforward classical family animated film in a lot of ways. Ratchet. Like even the pop culture jokes are not that pop culturey. <laughs> um, and it, for some reason, it just like everyone's in this fucking thing, hmm. uh, right? Like uh, spe- special guests, right? S- fucking Sylvester Stallone is in here. Uh, John Goodman, Paul Giamatti, Rosario Dawson. Uh, Somebody's got dirt on a lot of people. (laughs) Well, it's fucking Sony pushing out some cash, right? Yeah. I think this is the inaugural theatrical release for their new PlayStation Studios pictures or whatever the fuck they're trying to get off the ground. And a resounding womp wow. Yeah, it's not good. Don't bother. No. Uh, let's get into talking about the movies we want to talk about, though, because we have uh, two pretty excellent ones All to right. discuss. Let's talk first about uh, you want. Let's let's you want to start with a laugh. Yes. Let's start with a laugh, because uh, actually I think we're going to talk more about the next movie too. Uh, so, all right, here is the trailer for uh, Keanu. Hey man. How are you? How are you doing? Nothing makes sense anymore. Are you okay? Maisie broke up with me. Well, it's gonna be okay. You're right, Clarence. I want you to meet Keanu. No. <laughs> oh my God, that's the cutest guy I've ever seen in my life. Why is your door open? Keanu. Keanu! I'm sorry. Oh, what's up, bro? I'm here because my place got broken into. Has anyone shady come by here? I mean, the 17th Street blips. The 17th Street blips. Okay, where are they? 17th Street. Let's just go check it out. What's the worst that can happen? One beer, please. I'll take a white wine spritz, sir. Clarence, Clarence, yeah. Clarence. Yeah. What? You can't talk like that. Here. Then we really are in trouble because you sound like John Ritter. All the time. Well, I beg to differ, nigga. Went straight to the N-word. You niggas in the right place? Yeah, we in the right place, nigga! Oh. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Cheddar's got Keanu. We in the market right now for like a gangster pet, so. The fuck? I am not breaking the law. We just feed him some bullshit about New Jack City, and we get Keanu. Never seen nobody get killed before. I've seen people get killed before. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Keanu needs you. I need you. Where are 
you? Shit, what do you think my idea of fun was? Why are you talking to me like that? I, I talk like that sometimes. Why you drive this weak-ass van? You want to never get pulled over again? You drive an inconspicuous family vehicle. Ain't no thing. What the fuck is this? Oh shit, niggas! This my shit right here. All right, that was a trailer for Keanu, our first new release review of the week. IMDb plotline, friends hatch a plot to retrieve a stolen kitten by posing as drug dealers for a street gang. This is uh, directed by Peter Anitio. Anitio? I don't know. Sure. Why not? Yes. Uh, written by it George... It looks like Atencio, by the way. Aten- okay, very well. I've seen interviews with him, but I cannot fucking remember how he pronounces his name. Good enough. Uh, written by Jordan Peele and Alex Rubin, starring uh, Key and Peele themselves, uh, as well as uh, Tiffany Haddish. Method Man! Yeah, you know you were wanting to see Method Man in a movie. Uh, Louis Guzman, Will Forte, Nia Long, uh, what, what are the other cast? Jason Mitchell, Daryl Brick Gibson, a lot of people in this. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I, this. So I guess we, we, we talked about it a little bit uh, before the show started here and everything, but so this movie did not make a lot of money. No, it uh, debuted in third um, with nine and a half, right at nine and a half million. Which is um, bizarre, man, because whenever this trailer played in theaters, and it played in theaters a lot, both in red and, and green varieties, yeah. and it went over like gangbusters almost every time. Yeah, everybody liked the trailer. Uh, I mean, I saw this trailer a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you did as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, with vastly different crowds, and oh, every single time absolutely. people really liked it. Uh, I don't know. I do wonder if uh, like people are just waiting to go out uh, once kids are out of school to see movies, and that played into it. Maybe. Um, I do know. I I wonder also if it being rated R uh, hurt it a little bit. Probably, um, but this movie can't not be rated R, though. Oh no, no, no! I'm not. I'm not saying that they should have not. But no, I'm no, just no. Saying, uh, yeah, but uh, it's, it's just one up of those against things. like Jungle Book, though. Yeah, right? which uh, which fucking this weekend made another forty three million Whew. at the box office, Mercy. like trouncing everything else. Right. Um, Here's but the thing. I am did, weirded did... out that this movie made less than slightly less, but still less than uh, the Huntsman. Um, that's bizarre, but, people. Come on. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. It did not make. It did not make a lot of money though. But well, it is very good. Well, here's the thing, kids. This movie is great. I mean, if yeah. you are a Key and Peele fan, you are gonna love this. And I, I. That's what I've always loved about their show on Comedy Central, is that it was a very cinematic looking program. Mm-hmm. It was always there are some there's some stuff shot in there that is just absolutely gorgeous. And these guys don't fuck around. Their stuff never looked like TV per se. It looked it looked cinematic. And so I knew when they were doing this transition over to the big screen and everything, I'm like, this is gonna be a cinch for them. And when you see the trailer, you're like, fuck, yeah, exactly. It totally is. And uh the director actually directed like a shitload of episodes of Key and Peel, so right. makes sense. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, confluence between the show and this movie. 
so, uh, creative personnel good, was. And good job, and good job on it because mm-hmm. that's and and it's like take what we like to the thing and instead of being like like this two minute trailer, uh, in 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 an episode, we're like, no, we're gonna make the whole fucking thing for real. Yeah, and um, well, I mean, the co writer too was like a he was on the writing staff for Key and Peele the entire run of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so everybody's here. Uh, what I think really works about this movie is that it manages just by sheer creative choices, right? Choices that it made creatively. Um, It manages to overcome a lot of the hiccups that you normally get when sketch comedy starts to translate into uh, big screen movies. Because that's always a difficult thing to do because you're, you're bringing a, a style over that's very different and majority wise doesn't really work that well or can work well for a little bit, but certainly trails off by the middle to the end. Right. Well, I think I think uh, just in recent memory, the one movie that stands out in that regard for me is The Boss. Right. Mm -hmm. Which which I enjoyed. You can go back and listen to that episode, of course, uh, always uh, uh, on iTunes. Leave us a five star review. Um, But uh, right. That movie was based largely on a character that Melissa McCarthy had been playing in the Groundlings uh, shows for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it's very evident that there's not quite enough there there for that movie the longer the right. movie goes on. Yeah. Um, whereas here, they manage to work around some of that by just choosing to absolutely just give in to sketch comedy impulse at certain points, but figure out a way to contextualize it. The best example of this in Keanu is uh, the drug trip scene. Mm-hmm. Where um, uh, Key's character, uh, fucking, what's his name? Clarence? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, when Clarence takes, uh, inadvertently takes some of this new drug on the streets that's supposed to trip your balls off, right? Uh, and imagines himself in a George Michael music video. Yeah. Uh, now that is a sketch, right? Mm-hmm. That would have a played on Key and Peele is, is, is uh, Key and Michael Key as somebody obsessed with George Michael in a George Michael music video Uh on drugs or something. Right. But by figuring out a way to thread it into the direct plot of the movie, as well as what these characters are about and, uh, and have it work towards something in the film that has a payoff, it manages to just work as opposed to going like, well, that's really funny, but it doesn't quite add up. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like, there well, that was an odd non sequitur that really led nowhere. But it was, I mean, I guess it was funny, but did it add to the story or put us right. along in any way? No, not usually. But this tends, this this does that well enough. They lay the groundwork so things really make sense. I mean, even the um, the initial time, so just a quick idea of the plot here. Uh, so that it opens up, and uh, we've got two characters that are obviously the you know the actors, Key and Peele, uh, dressed up as like this is. I love this because this is very eighties. Uh, it's a yes. very eighties movie, and I love it. Is that we've got the guys who are the bad guys being played by the actors who are the good guys. We just give them long hair, and yeah, you know they're playing smoke and oil. These badass characters make up uh, them up. They can yeah like go through and it, Allentown so, boys or whatever. Yeah, Allentown boys. Yeah. So uh, they're going through. They're shooting up the place in this big giant drug deal going down and everything. And of course, eventually. 
our guys are going to be mistaken for them or they're going to kind of try to mistake themselves as that not knowing who they are but just trying to get in to get after this cat that was uh, stolen and everything right. uh, and, and, and then they have Will Forte's character so just to give you an idea you heard him in the trailer there and everything well they were supposed to be robbing his house but they robbed the other house and um, but it's there's a good it everything in the uh, in the movie and the way things are laid out it it it's structured amazingly well because there's a reason and a rhyme for every little thing and and like you said there are it's almost like each scene can be a very almost standalone sort of sketch thing and you wouldn't mind watching it on YouTube but works enough with how the entire movie uh flows that it just it feels right it doesn't yeah. feel like you're it doesn't feel like well that was a fun little set piece but you certainly can look at it like that i mean the uh the initiation uh the whole big like getting to know the new members of the gang before they go out because so they method man has their cat and everything he's like hey man it's just because you guys have that reputation as being these crazy killers and stuff go out there and uh you know show these new kids the ropes and everything and they're yes. bringing the guys out there and they're having a little meeting a get to know you we got to <laughs> Because Clarence is a, a motivational kind of motivational speaker type thing, does like corporate retreats and stuff, and so he does what he knows how to do, which is like say two things about yourself. I mean, that was like that's a great little bit right there, which is a complete sketch, but in in the the grasp of the entire movie, absolutely yeah, it still works. works. The other instance that works really well that is clearly a sketch that was written, uh, but but uh, incorporated into this film is uh, the whole trip where they're selling drugs to Anna Ferris. Yes. Right. Which like, was, I, mean, I was just like, like you wow, can tell what? that it's been rewritten into what the movie needs to be. But the whole setup for that is uh, he's a drug dealer and he's selling drugs to actually Anna Ferris and uh, she ends up like getting killed. That's, right? what I, that's what I thought was hilarious. And the thing is that like I'm watching, I'm just like, oh, so Anna Ferris is in this movie. I, you know, uh -huh. and then it's just like, oh, no, no, that's her playing her. And, yes. and the great part, well, she's not really playing her. She's playing a version of her because if you know anything about Anna Ferris, that's completely not what she's like at all. Right, right, exactly. She's actually very straight-laced Christian the lady. So of Anna Ferris. Right? Yeah, it's a weird, fictionalized, coked-out version of that. And uh, because they got this stuff that's this drug that's... I, the plot's honestly not really, you know, it, it, it is what it is and it serves it well enough. Um, but the, the funniness is all the characters and yes. I think it does really well. I think I love what they do with key's character and like that character has like a real proper arc and everything. Yes. I mean, like seriously good and like, doesn't feel like it's, it's just kind of like, you know, just put in there just so because they feel like they needed it. Um, from his just kind of like very reluctance to everything to being thrown really right into it and then being, almost aggressive at doing it even uh and then being able to go back and forth in the struggles that he has with his marriage uh it's it's a it's a lot better than i think most people will probably give it credit for as far as just from a writing standpoint yeah i think so too uh it's it, this movie is incredibly clever and it's it's fucking amazing actually uh, like I laughed my ass off. I don't know that it's great cinema. I'm not saying I'm saying this movie is fucking hilarious and I will watch it multiple times after this. Oh yeah, this is this is You know a, what I mean? Like that's all I give a shit about really. <laughs> yeah, you will you'll sit and you know, I mean this this will be this will be a killer on home video. Yes. 
home video this will kill because people will sit down and be like hey man you know those motherfuckers that did that show we all love yeah let's watch this shit. oh my god it's great and you didn't leave the couch and everything because you still got that kind of feel like you did when you were watching the show and that that makes sense to me yeah it kind of sucks well, and they won't go see it in a theater but one I get thing it. i mean it I, could have been I that think that people will show up to see this uh i, I don't know when uh, hopefully it'll be this weekend. Like some people will figure out, Oh yeah, that fucking movie's out now. Um, but, uh, look, I'm curious here. What's on the fucking B roll from this thing? Like what, what got trimmed? Is oh, there what? gold there? Hmm. I'm, I'm going to say that I pro- probably, there's not very much. Uh, cause if there's one thing that we know about key and peel, it's that they, uh, have a very controlled style of production. Yeah. Uh, like, like they go in for tight writing and tight execution. And, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what actually ends up on a home video release as far as, uh, extra features, uh, are concerned. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, here's the thing though. Now this movie's going to be fine. I mean, I just, I just saw the thing here estimated $15 million budget. So like, and I, I knew, and that's another thing I knew when watching this, I'm just like, they are coming from TV and they are going to stretch that dollar because they know how to do it. They made a, they made their gorgeous looking show week after week after week on what was probably not the biggest of budgets. So you give them, you know, a little bit more money, and they put out a very good-looking product. So uh, it, it's not going to take much to get that back. This this movie's going to, in the long haul, it's going to be a winner. Yes. For well, sure. you know, it fucking costs $15 million. It'll be fine. Yeah, they, they'll be okay. They'll be all right, trust. And, you know, I mean, uh, hell, that's, you know, that's that's half of their paycheck for something, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> You'll be like, what? I'll pay for this shit. That's a yeah, write-off, let, son. Let me just give you this fucking money. <laughs> like let me give you a let me give you like a pittance of what my yearly Comedy Central money was. Now enjoy yourself. I don't know what those guys get paid. They're probably sitting at, like going like no, not even close. We wish it was that, yeah, but it's not. Well, it's Comedy Central money one. <laughs> That's true. And they're <laughs> it's like probably not that. And much. they're like we gave it all to South Park. Was that wrong? They've been <laughs> here for twenty years. Give them a break. Right. Whatever. All right. Next one, man. So uh, let's hit it up with here is the trailer for Green Room. Okay. I'm with the Eight Rights from Washington, D.C. You guys are hard to find. Want to know social media presence? Music is shared live. It's time and aggression. You got to be there. Sorry, guys. Got to clear up. Follow me. And then it's over. Holy shit. I told you to follow. Hey, stop! No! 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 You can't keep us here. You gotta let us go. We're not keeping you. You're just staying. We're so fucking dead, guys. What do we do? Oh, shit. This will be over soon, gentlemen. What are they doing? They're coming. We gotta go. And we die. How long can we wait? How sure that is? Is that a pep talk? Just grab some shit, get ready to run. Here we go. I see the 
careful now. I can't die here. So don't. That was a trailer for Green Room, our last new release review of this week. After witnessing a murder, a punk rock band is forced into a vicious fight for survival against a group of maniacal skinheads. This is uh, written and directed by uh, Jeremy Solner. Sure. Solner, I think, yeah. Uh, starring Anton Yelchin, Imogene Potts, uh, Elias Shawkad, Patrick Stewart, Jake Cole. There's a boatload of people in here. Uh, yeah. Colin Turner, there's uh, the wait. fucking captain of the fucking Enterprise. Yeah, you know, captain of the Enterprise in there. You know, it's all Sir fun. Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. White people, white people. I was gonna say American people. Who are, uh-huh. There's a lot of white people who are Americans, uh, yes. but I only, but I only hear white people doing it. Strangely enough, I think that's where I'm coming from. Is that they will always, always put a sir in front of that when if you go over there, like they, they don't fucking do that shit. They just go, hey everybody, here's Patrick Stewart because I guess maybe everybody over there is one. So they're just like, we can't put it on front of everybody's name. I guess. Well, I mean, it's a meaningless title. It is. I mean, you know what I mean? Like we're the only people that put any kind what's of. What's he doing? Uh, picking up a fucking sword and defending some shit? Did you see all those? I don't have a Patrick Stewart in, impression. In any case, let's talk about this fucking video. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and the nice part is, is audibly, it's not going to give you much, uh, that trailer. Right. Uh, but I did not see, I, I knew nothing about this movie other than, uh, it was a big hit at Sundance and I had a uh-huh. Jag who was actually at Sundance behind me at the theater. That was sweet. No. Um, they're but, the worst. And then though, it's just like, look at how fucking whatever I am. It's just like, you're, you're 26 years old. Go fuck yourself. Um, can you go back to park city and go, fuck yourself? Go back to park city and fuck yourself raw. <laughs> um, but no, so it was just like, oh, okay. So I, I had seen nothing. I knew nothing yeah. of this going in. And, I knew Patrick. And you Stewart. were in fact not going to watch it so that we could record this episode like Tuesday. Yeah. And I insisted. And you were like, no, 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 <laughs> like, you got to watch no, this. This one is, you have to. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll go watch it. Made some time for it and everything, but I knew I knew Patrick Stewart, I knew um, Chekhov, and that was about it. All right, and and I knew that it gotten a lot of uh, groovy talk and everything. So I had no idea going in what even really the plot was. Uh, so Green Room is where the you know the rock stars they get together, and you know it's pre-show, and there's where there's a couch over. Yeah, there's it's always the prep room, right? like some stuff going on, but uh, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, this band, uh, so where, where do you want to start? Uh, well, let's start for a second here, uh, because this director uh, is really worth checking out his other shit. Uh, so Jeremy Solner's first f- uh, feature film was back in 2007. It was a little, a little uh, kind of uh, horror ge- uh, comedy gem called Murder Party. Uh, have you ever heard of this thing? Can't say I, I have. It got it got released kind of very quietly uh, on home video, um, but this that movie uh, was about a guy who was invited to us to like a clandestine Halloween party, like out of the blue, he just receives an invitation, right? And uh, he and all these other people who got the invitation showed up, and it turns out that they're there just so this group of people can uh, fucking murder them, mm-hmm. um, and then he of course like goes fucking batshit in fucking kills everybody 
Uh, and it's it's amazing. It's not like the best movie you've ever seen, but it's an hour and 19 minutes of just lean fun, hmm. right? Uh, then <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that movie. And then a couple years ago, this movie shows up on my fucking uh, Netflix queue that I had heard about. And it is flat out amazing. And it's called Blue Ruin. Okay. And this is a, a revenge tale about a guy who, who uh, kind of shows back up in the town that he left, his hometown. Um, and uh, he wants to uh, carry out some act of vengeance. But uh, I'm trying not to give anything away. But basically, uh, he's uh, really shitty at killing. <laughs> and he winds up in a situation um, where it's just this brutal fucking fight to uh, kind of help, uh, help protect his family. Um, who he has not seen in a long time. Uh, and so now that brings us to Green Room, uh, which, like the other two films, uh, does focus pretty heavily on just, like, hardcore, brutal violence mm -hmm. in extreme situations. Um, and, and, like the other two movies, is a very efficient thriller. I mean, this, this thing clocks in at like an hour and a half. It is but, fucking but falls feels, to the wall. But and feels plenty long, though, at the same time, too. Oh, which oh is yeah. Weird. No, that, I mean, that's the thing. It's just the right length, yeah. right? Like, uh, it, But what's amazing about it is, uh, is like it's just you get a little bit of story, you know, mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes. And then as soon as they play this show, holy shit, some stuff starts going wrong. Yeah. And it does not let up the rest of the movie, like all the way to the fucking end. It's it's pretty goddamn great. I yeah, think. I I I liked it. I liked it a good bit. Uh -huh. Um, I mean, again, like I, here's the thing: like I had zero expectations outside of like I've heard a lot of people say it's really great, so I knew really nothing of it. Didn't know much. I didn't know any plot or anything else like that. I didn't even know it was a band. Uh, so, I mean, that's how little I fucking knew about it. Yes. Um, but I mean, I was pleasantly surprised at everything. It is like, it's, it's, there's a lot of great, just taut moments throughout the entire thing. It mm -hmm. does leave you sitting on the edge of your seat and like, even, you know, mostly talkative Jags behind me, shut the fuck up for the majority of it, who I would see in any other movie would not shut the fuck up. Maybe ever. Right. Um, but no, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. There's there's great acting in it all around. Um, things happen uh, that that like in in like well the the we'll say the biggest things happen in le in the least spectacular kind of ways. Oh yeah, it's very matter of fact, right? Like uh, in some ways, uh, this movie's um, big moments play a lot like '70s Hollywood films. Mm -hmm. In that, like, these massive, huge deals, story-wise and situation-wise, happen with almost no fucking mention. It's almost like they're skipped over some yeah. of it, right? Um, it, it's one of the most unadorned fucking movies I've seen in a theater this year, or last year even. It is just, it's lean and mean and visceral. And I, I like that about it. I fucking loved this movie, man. 
but uh, did we even talk about what the fucking plot was? You you gave the thing, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of. Uh, that they, so it, basically what happens is band uh, gets fucked over out of a show as they're on tour. But the, like all traveling small punk bands, they're fucking broke, right? And basically using their money from each gig to get to the next gig. Yeah. Well, they've driven all the way through like uh, the Pacific Northwest and uh, – this guy whose uh, show fell through is like, hey, I can set you up at my uh, cousin's uh, venue. Um, but, you know, there are a bunch of fucking skinheads who you just have to, like, deal with some shit. Um, and then they get but out there. Didn't and even, but it really murder. was just kind of like, well, you like it wasn't even just like brother skinheads. Watch out. It's more like they're a different type of crowd. <laughs> kind of almost. <laughs> but uh, like, well, they knew what. What he well, was they, talking they, about. Yeah, right? well, they kind of do. They were just neat. like, oh, okay, that sort of thing. Um, so anyway, uh, they get there, and uh, as after their show, right, they're fucking done. They've collected their gear. Uh, they've, <laughs> they've like, collected money or are about to. And uh, Aliyah Shawkat leaves her cell phone in the fucking room and goes back in, and they she witnesses the end of a murder. Basically. Well, I thought, no, I don't even know that I would go as so far as to say it's the end that it probably had happened for maybe two or three minutes. Yeah, possibly, right? It but is like, like the, definitely. But they've not cleared anything away. Yeah. All the parties are still in there. Definitely right? the scene is still and, there. Uh, and uh, from then on, uh, the band cannot leave the property. They are not allowed. Uh, the skinheads do not want to. And it's just, uh, it's wave after wave of them having to defend themselves against these Nazis yeah. coming in led by Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting how, how everything is done. And I, I just, I, I like the way that everything just was laid out. This mm-hmm. is, it's, it's another thing of just, just like the, um, just like Keanu, there's just, there's great structure in this entire thing. It's very, I don't want to say it's formulaic because that makes it, that's kind of a bad, a bad word, but it it has, you know, here's how every little step is going to go. It feels like they put postcards or little, you know, uh, little cards out and just go like, okay, here's where this scene goes. Then we got to get to this little bit right here, but this little bit right here. But it's done in such a, you know, nice fluid way. Stuff that doesn't, that, that you would scream in your head, why are you doing this? Don't do this. And they wrap it up fairly well enough to where it doesn't feel like something's, you know, gaping out going, this is what's wrong kind of thing. Like you could walk out easily by just doing X. They, they cover their bases really well. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think so because, too. Cause it doesn't, you never, you never really feel like, well, I would just walk out the front door and just, you know, I, we, we've got uh, somewhat of weapons. We can kind of, you know, nudge people off or whatever and get to our, our vehicle. But there's enough fucking around with stuff uh, from all sides. And believe it or not, I mean, like, I think also at the same time, as interesting as it is being with the band and trying to, you know, get plan their escape from this, from this, uh, you know, entrapment and everything, is is the other side, is how calculating the entire group that runs this thing is, how you know, in many ways to organize that they were and really had their shit together. I thought that was also, but, but at the same time, totally not having their shit together too. Um, but I thought that was also a very interesting tale. I, I don't know exactly what Patrick Stewart is playing, I, but I like it well enough. I mean, it, I, I guess he's playing him in a lot, a lot of ways, I guess. 
mm-hmm. uh, because it's nothing that's really. He doesn't like. He's clearly not American, but right. he's not so. He's not you know Lord Fauntleroy or some fucking shit. No, he's just a dude, and like it never comes up or anything, which is great, which is good. I don't. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's an odd well, weird it's, relationship. It's fucking not necessary. It's unnecessary information. Oh, right? absolutely. But but which, I, I think a lesser movie, movie would have told you dumps right like any unnecessary information is just fucking gone from this thing no there's 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 not a lot of just little junky things in there that don't really mean something or push the story forward in one shape or another yep i mean just like even from you know the siphoning of the gas and you're just like why is this really a thing does this have to be something and then it everything leads to something there that piece was put there you know 15 moves ago because we know we're going to use it over here Oh yeah, every fucking thing shows up, right? Uh, when one of the guys gets killed by the dog in the bar, and as he's dying, we get that point of view shot that shows the shotgun above the bar, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, that's going to show back up later. You fucking know it is. Yeah, right? there's they always just go. a touch, 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 mm-hmm. and then things that you would think would be obvious that they would say. It's just like go behind the bar and get the thing that that we all know that we saw earlier, but we also know that someone else got it. So like and, people and do we the know logical. That they don't fucking know it's there, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't. It's I don't. Everyone know. I does really... a pretty logical thing when uh-huh. when doing what they do. Yes. Anyway, uh, I. I'm going to come down and say this is a hard fucking recommend. Go see this fucking movie. See it in a theater. Get some friends to go see it with you. And uh, fucking enjoy this shit. It is good. It is really, really good and well worth your time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree for the most part. I mean, like, I'm I'm probably not as high on it, but I mean, I, it's still a pretty strong recommendation for me. Uh, I I think when people get to see this, they'll they'll dig it. But it's it's a little bit different. Uh, I I like this. Another thing that I'm sure I don't I didn't look at it, but I'm sure the budget's micro on this thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it costs anything because it's i mean it's, i mean like most of it probably went to getting fucking patrick, uh, patrick stewart yeah. and maybe anton and alia shawkat maybe yeah but i mean this thing this thing was like made for nothing it's like it's very like four and a half locations <laughs> maybe and uh, uh and it's yeah. done pretty fucking well so uh, yeah i i definitely def- a definite recommend i think I, and and honestly I mean, if you heard the trailer and you haven't seen the thing, don't don't watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend you don't yeah, watch it. Just go fucking see the movie. Just go watch um, it and enjoy it. And uh, I mean, I'll say maybe maybe like some of the makeup effects were good, and some of them were like mm, maybe could have used a little bit more. Maybe, but maybe I'm just a little bit picky in that kind of realm. I don't know. Well, what what's really I don't know. I didn't notice anything, and I fucking pay attention to that shit all the time. Um. But you know, maybe I don't know. Uh, like I said, yeah, I'm so, sure I'm a little so bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say fucking go see this movie, guys. It so it's been out for three weeks. Its first three weeks, it it was in like number fucking twenty four or some shit at the box office. Yeah. Uh, in in by the by the way, uh, seriously, uh, thirty theaters, and uh, <laughs> it it went wider last week, uh, adding four hundred and forty to take it to four hundred and seventy theaters. Yeah, and it's only on one screen here in Charlotte, which, ironically, is at a giant multiplex. I don't know. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all giant multiplexes. I think that they have. Con- I mean, it looks like they have kind of an exclusive deal with Regal. Yeah, because it's only playing on any Regals around here. Um, 
but you know, it bumped up. It, it went to number 13. It still hasn't made a lot of money, only like uh, 1.3 or something like that. Yeah. But but this, I can't imagine this movie cost more than 5, 10, maybe. I was like saying it was like 10, maybe. And, and if that... Yeah. I mean, I mean that's mostly I mean, taking care of paychecks. You're basically paying for, for Patrick Stewart on this shit. Yeah. And, he, and he may have taken a points deal. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's how these small films land the big actors all the time is they take back-end deals. It's just like, just in case this becomes like the, you know, the It Follows or something. Yeah. Kind of th- kind of deal. And I think it will pick up. Uh, and I think, uh, like Blue Ruin, it will really find an audience on video. Yeah. Streaming I, or otherwise. I, I mean, th- this movie will fucking sell to a Netflix for a lot of money. This this is this is the movie that you know that you you, you take your like even if you're not even that like cinema cool guy or fucking shit, this is a movie that you take people into to just be like to make them think that you're that guy. <laughs> to just like no 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 this is what we got to go see right here and they're just like I don't know I have never heard of this it's not really good and they go out and they're just like oh my god you're a fucking genius dude this is the type of shit that you know that we we dream about watching kind of thing so mm-hmm. do that. All right, that's it. I don't know if you've heard, uh, Matt. It's a, it's a, it's another small independent film, uh, but next week is going to be. Uh, let me see if I'm pronouncing this right. Captain America: Civil War. Is that right? Civil, civil, civil war. Yeah. Snival war. Snival war. We're going to be talking about that next week and uh, maybe some other stuff. Maybe we'll be able to catch up on a couple of things since we. Since there's only one. Since everyone else is smart enough not to fucking you know. <laughs> give you go against that behemoth. I will say that uh there is uh there is a uh fucking um uh Bollywood vampire movie that's opening here this weekend that I might check out. Mm. Uh, I but I, I think that's it. Uh <laughs> yeah. everything else is just it's fucking limited. Yeah, I'm gonna try to see limited release. <laughs> I'm gonna try to see some uh some small tiny, maybe a little independent thing here or there. Or more independent-ish, if you will. <laughs> Art housey. That's that's really the term I was looking for. Uh, yes. That's it. And uh, so that's it. Matt, what do you got? Where, where can they find more of your crap on the stuff? Uh, follow my crap on the stuff on Twitters. Mm. Uh, at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Give me a give me a follow. I'll I'll be there. Yeah, and uh, my other podcast here, movie podcast here, moviepodcast dot com. As you would might imagine, there's gonna be a big little award talk over there as well. Uh, this last week, I don't even remember what we did. I'm just I'm like my brain is already kaput. I don't care. I'm just you know. It was butts, right? It was butts, butts. More butts and more butts. <laughs> they keep they keep coming and they keep coming and uh, so I do want to mention uh, the other podcast man preacher podcast uh, coming up and not too awful long here boys and girls so uh, yeah we should maybe do another prelim yeah soon I think just we need to get the feed to. running again I threw something out to uh, Seth Rogen on Twitter I get no response look I got thirty four followers motherfucker bring oh. it up. I'm gonna probably I, I'm gonna try to see if I can get in touch with like a publicist or something I don't know if it probably won't do me any good but hey let's, you know, who could fucking you know try it out why not. Yeah, why the fuck not? Why not? But who cares? We're we're the I know this much. We're the first preacher podcast out there in the internet. There may be we're more the, we're now. We're the only ones that have key domain and uh, handle names. So suck a dick, motherfuckers. <laughs> Peace. Uh, I, I wish we had uh, like had the. I wonder if it's available like AMC's preacher podcast just to get a redirect. I probably or, or a, pre, Hold on, I'm going to type in preacher AMC. We haven't published this yet, so. <laughs> Here, while he's doing that. Yeah.
well, it's available. Preacher, PreacherAMC.com is available. God damn it, Matt. Why am I going to have to spend more money? Sons of bitches. Anyways. I'll chip in in June. That's uh, it, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week for uh, Civil War and more stuff. So uh, enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. Freedom. Freedom. a good ass song and still a good ass david fincher directed music video yes it is god almighty that's what i always love people just be like hey man just like fucking mtv cutting i'm just like yeah you know who else did shit like that one of the best fucking directors working today so yeah well you know whatever your talent is man it's just like you gotta be there's good you know well you know the the worst part of that fucking like uh derogatory like music video director nonsense that people talk is uh you know who got accused of that shit all the time mm. of like mtv directing and cinematography and shit was fucking tony scott yeah and fuck you that guy's movies look amazing exactly his shit always looked on point it mm-hmm. was great michael bay comes from the world of commercials and it looks like it the man makes gorgeous <laughs> it looks like a commercial. and they are they're all just these gorgeous looking commercials I yep. mean, this guy made, like, fucking shit, like, fucking shit you know. Like, if you went back and you're just like, oh, my God, it's like, that was Michael Bay. It's like, yeah, man, some of the most iconic ad campaigns, you know, in the past fucking 20 years, that cat was behind, man. Yep. And so, but, I mean, just, I, I always hate to just kind of like, oh, these people, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, Dan Trachtenberg, who did uh, did uh, Cloverfield Lane, I mean, that kid worked mostly in, uh, you know, uh he did mostly like uh, commercials and stuff like that, bigger industrial type things. Well, you know uh, that's how uh, how Errol Morris funds his documentaries. Yeah, 
is he'll he'll just fucking shoot uh, car commercials. Just fucking car commercials. This is Errol Morris for Chevy. Well, he, he doesn't talk to anybody on set, apparently. I had a buddy uh, who uh, who had a, a friend, right? Uh, so a good friend of mine is a cinematographer in Hollywood. And uh, one of his friends is an actor who got a, who got a part in a commercial that was a car commercial directed by Errol Morris. <laughs> and uh, the way Errol Morris directs is he's behind the fucking camera the whole time. And, uh, you know, because he that's how he does his fucking documentaries too, right? Yeah. Completely removed from, like, visual... Uh, with the interviewee or anybody because they're gonna look at him and not at the monitor right and so anyway like uh, he's behind the camera and he just whispers like directions to his assistant and then that person goes over and tells the actors or whoever else what to do (laughs) he's like a 1.5 ad (laughs) yeah um but uh you know uh catherine bigelow her first uh project after winning the oscar was a l'oreal ad oh is that right Mm -hmm. mm-hmm there you go so, you and know, here's fuck the thing, all man. that noise. And here's the thing, and here's what I know. There's fucking money in commercials, son. Uh, that's why they do it. <laughs> There's fucking they money fucking in commercials. Money when, yeah, I mean, like, do you think that Catherine Bigelow, I mean, Catherine Bigelow gets paid, right? Like, I'm not going to fucking make that argument, but do you think that she got paid uh, a fuck ton of money to make uh, Hurt Locker? Nah. Like, you know, like, imagine uh, imagine how much money Paul Greengrass gets to make Green uh, Green Zone. Versus how much Catherine Bigelow got to make Hurt Locker. About a fourth. Yeah, if that. And and Hurt Locker, uh, one, it was a lower budget film, but also uh, it fucking won Academy Awards. (laughs) Green Zone did not. As much as true. Yeah, nobody saw Green Zone. (laughs) I did. I like that movie just fine. It's fucking Jason Bourne does Iraq. It's great. Fair enough, but but nobody saw it. (laughs) But nobody saw it. Um, Yeah, anyway. No, no. Uh, I have to fucking go because I gotta. I gotta make oh, it to somebody's this gonna go see Captain America. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I spent all afternoon rewatching Winter Soldier. So, well, don't fucking spoil it for me. That's it, everybody. Winter Soldier. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> fucking. Let me tell you something. It's Bucky. Oh, this Bucky character. <laughs> let me tell you about this Bucky. Oh my God, this Bucky. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about Bucky. I don't know what voice this is. <laughs> I don't know. But I like it. Right, see you next week, everybody.